Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only casino resort. Now, here's Justin Akery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% Need his name up in lights. He just wants to be heard. Whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else alone. In spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code. It's not about the salary, it's all about reality and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up. That means when he puts it down, Tox's picking it up. Let's go. Who the hell is he anyway? He never really talks much. Never the Red White Report is brought to you by Big O Tires with locations in Conway on Harkrider and in Cabot on Prospect Court. Big O Tires offers an endless selection of wheel and tire combinations. Big O Tires. They have everything you need to fit your budget and style. I think they're uh, really good. I think they, they uh, compare very well. Um, have a lot of, you know, they have, they have, in my opinion, great defensive ends. And uh, they're a problem. You know, it's it's a problem that somebody has one that can wreck your game plan, let alone three, maybe four. Um, very, very big, physical inside uh, as well. I love their linebacker group. Obviously, uh, Kool-Aid is, is one of the best players in the league and Caleb Downs. And, I mean, they you just keep going with Amos and Key. And they, they are really talented, uh, as well coached on the defenses as anybody in the league, anybody in the country. And uh, they they play with passion and very physical. So I would say they match up uh, with with a lot of teams that coaches had. You'd have to ask him. I don't want to speak for him, but I would say they match up at least on tape uh, well with, with teams that defenses he's had in the past. All right, that is Sam Pittman talking about uh, Alabama's defense. He seems to be quite impressed with what they do. Um, I don't know about Nick Saban. He doesn't sound impressed with anything. He sounds tired <laughs> on the coaches' teleconference each week. Um, maybe he is bored. Maybe he is not uh, enthusiastic about this week. And as we told you earlier, according to the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, he has never lost a game in Alabama in a game that kicked off before 1130. So even if his team comes out a little bit sleepy, I think most people feel like they're going to be just dandy over in Tuscaloosa. Let's hope Arkansas can pull the shocker. It would change the opinion for most people on the remainder of the season and the potential for success, wouldn't it? Oh, my goodness. Okay. It'd also probably get Sam Pittman a lifetime contract. Here is uh, Nick Saban on the Arkansas run game, which has not uh, had a ton of success of late. You know, they've been able to run the ball effectively. Um, you know, I don't see them. They're a team that's committed to, you know, run the ball. Uh, they run it. They've got good play-action passes. they got RPOs that go with it um, that, you know, they've made plays with. Um, so the quarterback run game is really challenging. So, um, you know, they're doing a lot of good things on offense. I can't comment on... You know, I still think that they're a good running football team, so um, never really looked at the statistics from last year to this year or any individual, but I do think that they're very capable of running the ball effectively based on their scheme and how they tie it together with play-action passes and RPOs. Hmm. I can't even listen to that. I'm not sure Why? he's even watched Arkansas this year. The quarterback run he mentioned, that's true. That's been a problem at times for other teams. The part that's not true, uh, Arkansas run, can run the ball effectively. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so hateful. They can. Where, they, they don't. don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, by the way, Arkansas, the line at Oaklawn now, Oklahoma Sports, 20 and a half now. Oh, it's going up a full point. Yes. Last night I saw 19 and a half. K.J. Jefferson's over-under is the most even uh, odds are around 25 and a half. You like him over or under 25 and a half yards rushing? Ooh. Yeah, I like him under, Still too. in the sacks. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, under. Okay, Milrow, his over-under is at 38 and a half. Over. Okay. 
Rocket Sanders, over under seven yards. No, I'm kidding. Over <laughs> under 40 and a half. Under. You think? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Jeez, that's bad. Dude, I, I haven't seen nothing that makes me think they can run the ball against teams like A&M and Ole Miss. And now you're going to throw in Alabama, which is even a better run-stopping team? I want to see what Arkansas's total is. Oh, okay. Total points by Alabama, over under 33 and a half. I said 38. Okay. Over. Arkansas, over under 13 and a half. I said 10. I say under. I think I think Cam kicks four field goals. So you say over. They do no, they, that's they, 12. I think, yeah. I'm going to say under 13 and a half. No touchdowns. Oh, I thought it was 10. Okay, no. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, uh, seriously, last night I was so worried of looking up the, uh, the stats for Alabama. That I'm like, I hope Arkansas scores this week. Wow. You really love these guys. I mean, Sam Pittman likes their defense. You love it. It's, He's it's trying to impressive. date it. You're trying to marry it. You're putting a ring on it. They've basically shut down A&M. Lowest points A&M's scored all year and the fewest yards all year. And, and remember, A&M scored late to, to make it even a close game. I'm going to give you $100. Okay. Arkansas is plus 225 to score first. Alabama's minus 335 to score first. You know what? Arkansas had some good first drives. Yes. They have. And scoring first can, can be a field goal. goal. Yeah. I mean, look. I, I, hey, one positive. I don't want to sound like all negative. Alabama has given up a lot of kickoff returns. They like to kick it short and try to cover. Isaiah Satania is going to get a chance that their punt return team is also not their punt return coverage has not been good, so Satania could bust one this week. Here's an interesting one: Alabama to score first and win the game, which everybody's assuming Alabama's going to win. Minus two so, hundred? No, the no is it's minus two seventy five, but the no is plus one ninety five. So if you think Arkansas might score first and Alabama wins the game, uh-huh. you vote no. Uh-huh. You bet no, and it's plus one ninety five. You get two to one on that. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I'm going to make the betting interesting for you. That's what we do on Oakland Game Day. I'm not going to make the game interesting for you, but at least make, make, maybe make some money in the process. I like those odds for Arkansas to score first. Yeah. I'd, I'd put a little something if on If I was going to bet, I'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, I would call Alabama scoring first cost prohibitive. Yes. Okay. Tom Murphy is joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Tom, we're at Bell and Sword and Conway. As I told our listeners earlier, you may not enjoy the way your favorite team plays this weekend, but at least you can look sharp while it's happening. <laughs> I heard that. By the way, that, that word salad of Nick Saban's that you played was courtesy of me asking about what he thinks of Arkansas's run game issues. And so he he presented that word salad to us. He yeah. said issues? issues? What issues? I, I think issues. they're the best running team in America. Um, Tom, yeah. I got from the Democrat Gazette this morning, and I could not believe what I saw. 26-0 and 0 for Alabama under Saban in games that kick off at 11.30 or earlier. That ain't a good sign. We thought they might sleepwalk their way into one loss, but apparently not. He's got them... He's got him. Uh, we always know he gets a he gets him up for lesser opponents, but he's really good apparently in getting them up for lesser kickoff times too. Big time, and, and you know, and I, Bob actually ended up writing that note, but I did read it, and um, the thing the, the thing I read into that was their big game. They're the two thirty game, you know, when they're going to play at Georgia or a uh, A and M or LSU and so on. So, quite frequently. The 11 o'clock games will be when they play Kentucky, Missouri, and Arkansas and stuff like that. So, non-conference. Uh, I'm sure. I'm I'm sure their um, the spread, the average spread that they've had in these 11 a.m. games is somewhere around this 20, 20.5 that you guys are talking about. Tom, when did that Louisiana Monroe game kick off that they lost in Saban's first year? You were there for that, weren't you? Oh. No, no, no. I was I was already covering Arkansas at that time, but so I, I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no idea when that game kicked off, man. Uh, I thought you were covering. Them well, well, apparently it was after eleven thirty because he hasn't lost one before eleven thirty. That was a good stat. That took some work to pull that together. I don't know how he found that, but that was good work. Um, we were asking uh, each other earlier. I read it and I was recounting some of the results to Wes. The midseason grades that were published this week in the paper. Was that you or Bob that did that? I, I did that, yeah. Okay. Do you ever get any uh, negative feedback from people on the Hill when you are uh, appropriately critical in situations like this? Um, I wouldn't say that I have. I mean, I, I get, you know, reader emails, um, and sometimes not harsh enough. Um, and sometimes, you know, maybe that's a little too harsh. But on this one, I mean, how can you – you look, the offensive line – I like Limmer and I like Latham, and it, it's just been it's just been an unfortunate series of 
things that have happened to them. You know, you're, you're changing systems. Limmer's changing position. Um, Latham had an injury in camp, and uh, it just it just hasn't gone the way they they thought it would. Uh, and a lot of the things we saw in camp, like wow, the D line, the, the defense is really playing well in this camp. They're getting a lot of pressure. Well, it was a combination of yeah, there's a lot of guys on that D line, but also the O line just hasn't hasn't gotten it together yet. And uh, there's half a season left to go to get that going, but the run game. Just the, I don't know, the thread of, of, of KJ's the court, called quarterback runs, they haven't been as dangerous. They haven't broken. I mean, when you think of, of the number of, like, 20-yard-plus plays on on the ground for Arkansas the last couple of years, there's been a large number. There just hasn't been many this season. You gave grades for just about everything. I don't see a grade for special teams on here. I'm just trying to find some positives. Fletcher is on pace to have one of the best punting seasons of all time, despite negative feedback he got early in the season on Twitter. Um, and then, obviously, Cam Little's doing Cam Little things where he is just freaking people out. I'd love to, for him to hit, like, a 68-yarder to win a game one of these days. But anyway, um, how would you grade the special teams this year? Yeah, man, I would probably go A-minus on those guys. Yeah. If I didn't have it, that's just oversight on my part. But A-minus, um, when you consider Little's field goal kicking, I mean, two of Fletcher's punts directly related to short fields, in you know, in big games and losses, um, but otherwise he's been booming it. Um, and you know, when you add in Satania's um, runback capabilities, both mm-hmm. punt and kickoff, uh, it's been pretty solid. Now, hey, A and M, I might I might say B plus because A and M had the, the two big punt returns, including one for a touchdown that really sealed that game. Um, but otherwise, they've been pretty good. Broden has been a really nice gunner. But on the uh, Smith returns, it just he had a little bit more room to work with because Fletcher punted it so well. Tom, you know you got coaching here. You graded it a C minus, and I want to ask about you know part of coaching is recruiting, and part of coaching obviously is development of players. And so, where do you feel like they more dropped the ball? The the recruiting part of it and not bringing in the right guys to fill in the spots up front, or is it development of young players? Well, that is a great philosophical question. That I mean, I thought about that peripherally a few times, but not like really dived into. But I will say that the player development, I mean, particularly on the O-line, because this is a Sam Pittman specialty position. And right now, there's not just an absolute stud among four years of O-line recruiting for this crew. Um, and yeah, I mean, Kudis probably will develop into a, a really good uh, SEC player. Manual the same way. I mean, they like Chamley. He's a redshirt freshman. But, you know, the class that had St. John and Henderson and Curry, uh, they're all gone. You know, um, they were behind that, that veteran group, and they all ended up transferring out. So, um, yeah, you, you've got to develop. I mean, you know, there's development success stories. You know, Hudson Clark and um, – you know, KJ's come up through the system and has been developed well, but uh, I don't know. I think the recruiting has been has been pretty good, especially at some positions like tailback. They've done very well. Mm. So I would say uh, I would say the development part of of it, and and of course that grade included. I thought their defensive game planning this year has been pretty good. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they've completely maximized everyone's talent. But um, they've done pretty well. I mean, they held LSU the first three drives without any scoring before they got hot. Uh, I, I thought the whole plan against Ole Miss was a, a good game plan, and they held Ole Miss down pretty much as well as anybody, you know, except for Bama this season. Yeah, I looked at the defensive stats yesterday for Arkansas and compared them for the year before. Last year they were 14th, dead last in the country, 14th in the SEC in passing defense and scoring defense, or total defense. Mm-hmm. This year they're 7th. In total defense? Yeah, yeah. and passing in defense. The SEC? I mean, they're right in the middle. And that was one of the things we talked about in the preseason. You know, that, it, that would be a good year for the defense if they could just get somewhere in the middle of the pack, and that's where they are. That was assuming the offense was going to be uh, significantly more exactly. effective, right? Yes. Yeah, hey, I agree with you, Wes. I mean, this is a big jump for their defense. And here's the here's the weird thing: as much as we can criticize the the the, the O line and the run game and just 
you know, things that have backfired on them. Uh, they uh, covered the spread in two road games that were going to be very difficult. I mean, they, look, they were a big underdog, LSU, A&M, and Ole Miss, back-to-back-to-back, and had chances to win two of those games despite having these issues that we're talking about. So, in other words, I feel like they're fighting. They give themselves a good chance with their plan. And um, if they can reduce the penalties, they have a chance to, to win those games. So, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 think, I think at 0-3 in the conference, people have just completely written them off and all that. But mm-hmm. I do think they've had good game plans. Pittman and the crew have motivated them. Um, hey, look, this is going to be the hardest one yet at Bama. Uh, but, you know, where will they be mentally is my question. After this game, no matter what the outcome is, big, you know, if they lose it by a few or they lose it by a lot or they, they win, where will they be mentally heading into this Mississippi State game with the Bulldogs coming off of an open date? So I, the schedule has just been as brutal as as I can remember, even though they've had the hardest-ranked schedules many years since I've been doing this, this one has been just been brutal, more brutal than others because of the way it laid out. Well, I'm not going to quite call it Georgia Vanderbilt, but I could. But it's a mismatch of epic proportions. Let's talk about real quick, Tom. we got to run, but I just want to get real quick uh, picks on the other games because there are some really fantastic, three great matchups, and one that could potentially be pretty good with the way that Auburn's playing defense right now. Um, their offense is absolutely putrid, but that's another story for another yeah. day. Gators at South Carolina this weekend, and the Gators' defense against the, the pass has been really good this year. Um, South Carolina, obviously, I'm sure would love to, to get this one and get to even in, in conference play. Florida's been obviously up yeah. and down. What do you think? I don't know. It's quite fascinating because I haven't figured Florida out yet, and I, I give I give Arkansas fighters chance when they go mm-hmm. to Florida here in a couple of weeks. Um South Carolina, I believe, is coming off an open date. So I'm, I'm going to go with the yep. home team here in a kind of a low-scoring game in the 20s or maybe 20s and teens. Tennessee's coming off an open date, too, and they're hosting a Texas A&M team that lost a heartbreaker to Alabama last weekend. What do you think about the balls? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think that it favors them that there is an open date, that A&M was so up for last week's game. It's hard to do it back-to-back. Um, but also, and also I've seen a stat that A&M has a horrible record against ranked teams on the road under Jimbo. Mm. <laughs> but I say all that, and I think a is going to be in it. And I, I think yeah. I think, uh, I think Tennessee wins a tight one in that one. Well, I, I tend to agree with you. Number eight rush defense against the number seven rushing offense for Tennessee. So that will be a good matchup there. Uh, Auburn-LSU, as just mentioned, uh, total offense. Auburn's 88th in the country. We know what LSU is doing. Defensively, though, they're a top 25 defense, quietly. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, the, the way... They played A&M now. You're like, okay, that was actually a, a decent defensive showing. The game was at home. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with LSU. Uh, I think maybe they have their ship righted. And because their issues yeah. are largely on on defense, um, I don't see Auburn tearing them up. So I, yeah. I, I would just go with LSU. Auburn off a of bye, by the way. Uh, LSU, I feel like, really needed to win last week. But you undo all the good you got from winning at Missouri if you blow it this week against an Auburn team that's not very good. Um, all right, last thing here. you got Cats and Cats. Wildcats hosting the uh, Tigers of Missouri this weekend in Lexington. And uh, Kentucky got handled a little more than I expected against Georgia last week. And Georgia certainly turned it on. Uh, and then Missouri obviously losing by 10 with the late pick six to LSU. What do you think? Yeah, they, Kentucky will really try to control the tempo of that game with their run. And if they can do that, I think they'll win. But, man, i got to say, Missouri's game plan last week against yeah. um, LSU, that was, a, that was a good game plan. Um, you know, I, I, I think I'm going to go with Missouri in this. I think I'm going to take a little bit of okay. a I don't know what the line is, but I'll go with Missouri. I think, is, is Missouri's top receiver out? Yeah, one of their, they've got two studs, and we uh, saw that one of them oh, was Luther out. Oh, Burton? Was it Burton or the other one? I, think, I thought Burden was out. I could be wrong, though. I was wrong once. I, I do not it. know. Okay. We'll, we'll check on that. Uh, Tom, thanks for the time, buddy. I appreciate you. Tom, uh, check him out in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Uh, is Arkansas going to get a helmet tomorrow? Uh, <laughs> little Spend- town. <laughs> uh, Kicker? <laughs> I, I believe they get. I, be, I believe they get a special teams helmet, and uh, the tease is they might they might be even on a couple of others, or I don't know. I, I don't remember. I did it a couple of days ago. All right, very good, Tom. Thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Later, guys. Great.
Great week. Right, Tom Murphy from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Got to hit a break. Nathan Brown is here. Talk to the uh, head coach of the Bears in just a second as we head in. Brent, what you got for us What's today? Up? Welcome. What's up, uh, Chase, uh, Justin. Justin and Wes? What's yep. going on? Sorry, buddy. How are you? I hope y'all ate lots of corn dogs yesterday. I was I ate, I, 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 we each had our corn dog. I had half of one. I had a whole one. Oh, you got to go whole corn dog, Wes. Come on. I was starting to get a little cold, and I had a lot of other food, so I was saving room. Oh, okay. yeah, was, uh... Hey, guys, I want to tell you, I've got the score for this week. You can mark it give, down. Give All it right. to me. 35-3 Alabama, unfortunately. I got you down. All right. In the, in the big, big red book. <laughs> Put him in the zone book. Thanks, Brent. we got to run. I appreciate it. 11:26. Nathan Brown on the other side. Game day starts with the Mud Connection Hogwild pregame show with Trey Schapp and David Basil. Brought to you in part by Bud Light and the Holiday Inn Express and Suites off Weddington and Fayetteville. Sports Center. Arkansas takes on 11th ranked Alabama tomorrow at 11 a.m. Coverage will start on the buzz at 7 a.m. with the Hogwild Game Day Show thanks to Mud Connections. Stay tuned after the game for the first security fifth quarter postgame show. Central Arkansas hosts Stephen F. Austin in Conway. Kickoff for that game is set for 4 p.m. Coverage will start at 3 on the point 94.1. And there are four ranked matchups nationally this weekend in college football. 7th ranked Washington will host 8th ranked Oregon at 2.30 on ABC. 21st ranked Notre Dame will host 10th ranked USC at 6.30 on NBC. 12th ranked North Carolina will host 25th ranked Miami at 6.30 on ABC. And 18th ranked UCLA heads to Corvallis to face 15th ranked Oregon State at 7 on Fox. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. The best way to show up for tailgate season is with Mark McClarty Ford. Come see one of the largest selections of the best tailgating vehicles stadium parking lots have ever seen. And right now, take a whopping $12,000 off brand new Ford F-150s. That's $12,000 off. All with a five-star legendary car buying experience. Come visit Mark McClarty Ford today. Off Highway 67 and at markmclartyford.com. Better prices, even better customer service. Emily and her friends were driving to a party, and they were texting. It's Jen. Oh, tell her we're on our way. Wow, get this. Tom's there. (laughs) Nobody likes being stopped by the police, but if I had seen her texting while driving and given her a ticket, it just may have saved her life. You drive, you text, you pay. A message from the Arkansas State Police Highway Safety Office. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies, and the biggest Halloween party is right around the corner. Saturday, October 28th, break out the costume, get ready to throw down. Brewskies is going to be the place to party with karaoke in the bar, and dude call Rob spinning all your favorite jams down in the basement till 2 a.m. VIP sections and bottle service, email brewskiespubandgrub.com. Halloween, Saturday night, October the 28th, come celebrate at Brewskies. Again, brewskiespubandgrub.com. It's Brewskies, you home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. See shelter agent Paul Killingsworth in Cabot, Jonathan Stone in Lone Oak, or Stephen Reeser in Jacksonville today. Heartland Rehabilitation and Care Center in Benton proudly offers compassionate and loving care to our veterans, meeting the unique needs of every veteran who calls Heartland home. Visit heartlandrehabcenter.com. Welcome back to the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. If you're looking for sports and entertainment, then look no further. You're in the zone with Justin Acri and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. Nathan Brown is here. Let's talk to him. He is the head coach of the University of Central Arkansas football program, and uh, they want a pretty... uh, Pretty entertaining game, I would say. Reasonably entertaining game the other day against uh, their opponents here in Conway. And, um, Coach, that was uh, 
boy, something like we've never seen before. Down 30-6 to six after three quarters, and you find a way to win 38-33, to 33, outscoring your opponents 32-3 to three down the stretch. And by down the stretch, I mean in the last, like, 14 and a half minutes. So, yeah. yeah. That was... Uh, that was something. Congratulations. Yeah, that was that was an interesting night. Uh, obviously, a lot of emotions, highs and lows, and and then back to highs. And so, uh, just proud of our guys. I mean, look, we've we, you and I have talked about this numerous times, but like you, you know, we could have quit. We could have pointed fingers. We could have you know really just self destructed in that fourth quarter, or even 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 throughout the game, uh, just getting down by that much of a margin. And and just proud of our guys and and their their output going into the fourth quarter, or their commitment to, uh, to to figuring it out. And really really, if you if you if you if you see some of the things that are happening on the sideline uh, that I, that I see, I mean our our players were poised. They and obviously they believe because you made it happen. Um, but but ultimately um, you don't talk about perfection in football very often but that almost had to be a perfect quarter to pull that off and uh when i say perfect quarter the the, the exact amount of stops with the right time the, the the quick scores on offense uh you know you know timely special teams play i mean all all of it had to come together in a line and and and, and it did and so just blessed to be a part of that never been a part of something like that been a part of fourth quarter comebacks but yeah. not in that fashion it's almost impossible to believe you can score 30 whatever it was 32 points in yeah. a quarter Without a turnover, too. That's the yeah, thing that's it, amazing. You know, that's when you look at the box score, and really, I, I don't think I the night of after you know doing the press conference and, and obviously speaking to you on the radio after um, after the game immediately after. I don't think I realized, you know, what the fourth quarter really was, and and then so you go back and look at the box score. Well, there wasn't a block punt for a scoop and score. There wasn't a pick six. There wasn't a muff punt. There wasn't. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, big momentum changing moment that usually happens in football, where, uh, where it seems the tide to change is just really just making stops and us scoring quick, and 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 that's, you know, we maximized our our our, our opportunities on offense with our possessions, and then we maximized our opportunities on defense to stop them on their possessions, and that's. That's how it worked, which is crazy. I want to ask you about a couple individuals, too. Kylan James and a, a little, just a sort of a deft little move that he made to get you guys close to midfield yeah. and the way he's playing right now. And he's uh, obviously the Swiss Army knife for you guys. And also a check by your quarterback. We told the story on the coaches' show Monday, but a lot of people didn't hear that, I'm sure. So would you would you tell me about their, yeah. their two uh, performances on that drive? Well, the final drive, uh, we get the ball you know, somewhere around minute, I don't know, minute 20, minute 30 left in the game, obviously down by two. So we need a field goal. We had... We had Poor clock management on their part. I say poor clock management. I mean, they they decided to do what they ne- thought they could do to win the game. So you know, it is what it is. But left us with a timeout. So I knew we had a timeout. Will knew we had a timeout. So Coach Collins knew, hey, we've got the ability to run the ball. Well, we'll the second second play of that possession, we we throw a swing pass or a, an outlet pass to Kylan James uh, out of the backfield, and, and they 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 had sunk to a cover two look, which you know, at safety was sitting there nubbed into the boundary, and uh, really had a really had a free shot at Kylan, and Kylan caught the ball twisted quick. And really, Kylan, when you hit him on the side, you know you, you've seen it for three years now. I mean, he's hard to take down if you're not if you're hitting him from the side. And Kylan, Kylan did a little subtle, subtle, quick step in and went out uh, and got about 15 yards, got us to the 50 yard line, and that got us our first first down of that drive. So now, now you're ginning. You got you stop the clock. You know, you got a first down. Now you can kind of run your offense. Uh, two plays later, um, we we have a a pass play called, and and uh, having that time out in our back pocket, obviously Will being the veteran uh, and having the poise he had, uh, you know, checked a, a, an inside zone run based on box count. He did not let the receivers know. I mean, there because we're trying to play fast. Clocks run, the receivers run. If you watch the film, the receivers run their route. I mean, they're they're running the route concept. The five offensive linemen and Colin James got the check. We hand it. Colin gets about twenty yards, and that gets us into for sure Jake Gaster field goal range. And 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 from there we were able to obviously get a penalty and then and then punch it in with with uh, Kylan later in that drive. But but that check by Will and that was his, on his own accord. As a matter of fact, on you know we're sitting on the headset going, what's was he? we thought he was just assuming he was checking the protection, maybe sliding the line one way or another. Well, he was checking inside zone and what a what a phenomenal check. Uh, obviously, probably the biggest mental play he's made in the two years he's been here. What what did he see in the box count? What was he looking? He was for? Like, we, we had five blockers, so you get a five man box, and that's what they were doing. They were playing coverage, which most teams do in two minute situations or or in in stressful situations where you're trying to score. Um, and so they he saw he saw a, a, an honest box count is what we call it. So you know we had five offensive linemen, they had five yeah they had three down linemen and two linebackers in the box. So he knew we had five on five blocking. You know, and so the next guy that's going to show up is safety. Well, those safeties are getting out of there for the coverage. Well, that's why Colin was able to get get the yardage he needed. I mean, it's just it's just sharp play. Good good job by Will. 
uh, executing on the tutoring that Coach Combs has put in him, and and then you know in a big moment making the call and making the play. I know you guys have moved on to SFA and uh, the game tomorrow. What do you see out of the Lumberjacks? Well, they're they're good. One, they're they're three and three, so they've had a, somewhat of an up and down season. But uh, any team that's coached by Colby Carthel, their head coach is a well coached team. Uh, he's a he's a former national champion head coach at the Division two level at Texas A and M Commerce. He's done a great job at SFA in his time there. Uh, very very uh, 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 transfer laden team, uh, like a lot of teams in our league it seems. Uh, they're led by uh, a quarterback that's transfer that started games at the University of Tennessee. Um, you know he was the starting quarterback at uh, Coach Pruitt's into his his era there. Um, so he's a he's a big strong physical kid can push the ball down the field can move, um, and they're 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 going to look the part. In other words. They're going to win the pregame. <laughs> they're going to be bigger and longer than us. They're going to they're going to you know position by position base. They're going to they're going to look like you want a college football team to look like. Um, and SFA to me, I mean, we played them a lot of years, and really, really, we've done a good job in the matchup over the years. But but that's that's a game that we have circled every single year. I mean, that's a that goes back to the Southland Conference days. Obviously, uh, obviously, the uh, the 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 comp- competition that we've had with them over the years has been very very heated. Um, had a lot of good games against them. So uh, it's going to take a great effort we're we're blessed to be at home again they had a long road trip we were talking about that before before off air i mean they're coming from utah tech they played a late night game on the on the uh in mountain time in utah last week and then having to follow that with a road trip we're hoping that's an advantage to us uh having two two home games in a row so um, we're looking forward to a great great opportunity for us do you find that teams give you a little something extra when they've got an off week coming up i do I do. I mean, I think I think there's. <laughs> it, it, I also think it can be a little bit of a trap game for your team. You know, like you know, you get you have an emotional win, mm-hmm. the comeback win in the fourth quarter against against Semo. You play SFA, but then you're staring right at that break. <laughs> you're staring right at, as a, as an 18 to 22 year old. You've been doing this really since June. I mean, like we got to pr- start real practice in August, but. You know, we're in week seven, week eight now. I mean, like we're 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 pushing and chugging along. You're sore. You're you're mentally and emotionally worn out as well, which I think that's a lot. A lot of people don't factor in. I mean, the emotional tax that a football season takes. It's not just the physical tax. So, I think there this can easily be a trap game for you. Um, but but we've guarded against that all week. We've talked about it. I haven't let it just be the you know the elephant in the room. We've talked about it, guys. Yeah. We, we got an opportunity to be five and two, two and zero. Oh. Going into uh, going into the bye week, I mean, you couldn't ask based on the schedule we have to be in a better situation than that. And probably, if you handle that, be a you know probably a top twenty, top fifteen team when it's when it's all said and done going into your bye week. So a lot's at stake this week. We've been talking a lot about rest and rust. Apologize for your sorry for your braves. We were so excited man, the other day man, 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 man. watching them pull that game out on Monday night during the coaches' show, and then they they fall and the best regular season team of all time. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, well, there are other organizations that have suffered through that over the years. But uh, how do you keep your team sharp in an off week while getting them as much rest and, and heal up as possible? Well, I think it's you use it as an opportunity week. You use it as a, as a week to get better. You use it as a week of development. Um, you know, for us, we're going to um, – it, it kind of it, it parallels with fall break for our campus. So, you know, Thursday and Friday are actually off next week. So they'll go, those guys get a break from school. So yeah. that's good mentally. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna use it with every, every you know every coach is different. Uh, a lot of times it's the pulse of your team, you know where they're at mentally, physically, all those things. Um, we'll use it as a big big developmental week. You know we'll get some good looks at some of our young guys. We're gonna get some good real work in with those guys because you don't throw them to the side during the year. But those guys turn into scout team players, show team players. Uh, you don't spend as much individual time with those guys. So we'll spend several days with those guys. We'll get some coaches out on the road recruiting. Try to get a, get a head start on that with early signing period, not far away. Um, you know, here in December, so um, there'll be a, it'll be a very productive week. But we'll also rest and recover some of those frontline guys that have been going at it every week. There are a couple of plays that have happened in college football to other teams. I want to ask you about. Now, last night we saw a hail mary work. What's your philosophy? What are you telling your DBs on a hail mary situation? It's funny you say that because I actually walked in and uh, and was joking with Coach Boykin, our offensive line coach, this morning that. That, that like I was just having PTSD of last, <laughs> last Saturday because you get it you let a team get close enough to be able to heave it to the end zone and anything can happen. I mean, you know a flag's not going to come out. I mean, you just you never see a flag come out for PI or anything in those situations. They let them play. So, um, you know, we try to put in our lengthier defensive backs in the past. Not necessarily last Saturday, but in the past we've had wide receivers that go play that back line just because they got ball skills. They usually can jump. They usually have uh, the ability to go get it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's I think. 
what we've done different is, and not giving away too much, but you need to stick on guys. You don't just need to sit back and let guys run. Like, we, we go four across and we man up the guys up front. So now they're having to fight their way down there. They're having to be, uh, you know, kind of grabbed on, pushed on, and then you got guys on the, you know, on the back line. So that, that was unfortunate for, for, uh, West Virginia. Boy, they were having a good season and, and that was a, a tough one to swallow, especially how they scored right before that. Um, but I, I, you know, I saw that because you just, you just never know what's going to happen in those situations, and that that that's difficult. And we were fortunate enough that Tamari and Wilson had a clean look. If you get a clean look, we want to catch it. I don't want to knock it down, bat it up. Uh, if you get a clean look, I want to put my hands on it, squeeze it, catch it. Um, and that's what we did last Saturday night, and that's not what West Virginia was able to do last night. Then uh, Miami last year. Gosh, that makes me sick. Are you okay with taking the knee? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think Justin's done enough of our games. You've done a few of our games with him. I'm going to take a knee as soon as I can. I mean, I think that's the best formation in football. I think there's yeah. something, I think there's something psychological yeah. to that for your team. I mean, like, like the best formation in football, we talk about that, is, is victory formation. And so to get the opportunity to take a knee, I mean, I'm, I don't know whether he just had bad, you know, co- coach uh, at Miami had bad information or if he was just saying, I'm going to pat the stats. I have no clue. Yeah. Um, but but I'm, a, I'm a big advocate of the knee, and yeah. that's, that's, that's just my philosophy. I don't understand it. I don't it. understand it. I yeah. don't, but. Well, the Chiefs did it last night as soon as they, they, they got the ball after the uh, fumble, minute 40 left. Yeah. And, and uh, Denver had a timeout. They just took a knee, and, and took mo- a knee but Denver didn't use the timeout. And, mo- and most coaches are going to have a booklet of data, whether it's upstairs or on the sideline with one of their personnel people that's going to sit there and say, hey, when to take a knee based on the you know the timeouts that the other team has or uh, based on the amount of time left in the game. And, uh, you know, that, and, and it's foolproof. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's literal hard data. I mean, right. You can take a knee with this amount of time with this, this team has this amount of timeouts. I mean, it's pretty simple. Yeah, well, they definitely were in that window where they could have done that. It's unfortunate for them that they didn't. But uh, uh, 4 o'clock on Saturday, by the way. Let's do, uh, let's do a pair of tickets we'll give away or a four-pack, Christian, whatever we got there. Uh, 661-1037, first caller in if you want to get some tickets to the game. Tomorrow should be a blast. Great fall football weather finally here. And uh, big game between a couple of purple teams, although... Are you really going to be purple tomorrow, Coach? Doesn't look like it. Yeah, we've 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 introduced the black and and uh, obviously the magic that the jersey brought last week. We want to keep that magic going, and we're gonna we've got another little addition to the to the uniform combination coming out tomorrow. I saw a picture online, so it's already been released. But uh, cue the ACDC back in black. The Bears will be out looking good on Saturday, so looking forward to that. Um, real quick, speaking of clothes, I know you shop here oh, at man. Bell and Sword, not just come by to talk to us. Man, this place is awesome. And I, I tell you, Eric does a great job here. Obviously, he's got you know all your college gear here. He's got tailored suits. I mean, you can get you can basically if you if you want to be a good looking dude, come here. And uh, I think I've got a standing tab here. Jessica comes here, and 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 this is basically where Jessica, my mom, and my mother in law. I'm gonna, if I don't get something physically from here from them for my birthday or Christmas, it's usually a gift card. Yep. And so uh, Eric does a great job. I mean, what a great store to have in Central Arkansas and the community of Conway, and obviously a huge Bear supporter and Eric Sword. No doubt, my uh, my kids know the same. That's what Dad wants for <laughs> no doubt. for Father's Day, for Christmas, birthday, whatever. I, 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 this is a dangerous place for me to walk. Same. <laughs> no, the 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 only thing that limits me is the amount of money I have to spend. Yeah. Because if yeah. if money was not an object, like if I had hit the Powerball last night. I'd be getting one of these. There's no question. Yeah, I'm, this, I'm sitting here looking at some of these sports coats and jackets. Yeah. Just, yeah, Coach, this, yeah. wouldn't be, this wouldn't be a store. This would be my closet yeah, right no now question. if no I question. hit the lottery last night. Yeah. By the way, one lucky sucker in a liquor store in California goes in to get a oh, bottle man. of Jack and walks out with a Powerball that hits, hits the jackpot. Can you imagine? Uh, Can't be, I could never be that lucky. I mean, $1.7 What do you? I mean, that dude's got a... Very interesting future ahead. We'd of have it. a new end zone facility. I can tell you that, Coach. You'd have a whole lot of things. You'd have a, you'd have a dome stadium if you wanted no one. No doubt. Believe me, I promise you. I would have wrote a big check if I had one. But uh, anyway, well, good luck this week. Four o'clock kick, three o'clock on the pregame, and I uh, look forward to being with you again. Hopefully. Not as much drama this week, but a win, however you can get it, will be fine. Yeah, uh, great product of football here in Conway. Uh, obviously, uh, I think the Razorbacks played 11, watched them uh, take on Alabama. Get out to Conway. Bruce Street, Bruce Street opens. We do the Bear Walk at 1.30 uh, through the tailgates. It's going to be perfect weather. Got a, got a great team uh, here in Conway. Looking forward to a great matchup with SFA. Well, I don't know how uh, Hendricks is doing, but maybe crowning a couple of champions here in this community this yeah, year. Yeah, Coach Buck does a great job at Hendricks. It's a great – I'll tell you what, community Conway football right now with – what Coach Buck James is doing, with what Coach Buck's doing at Hendricks, it's a great place to be uh, for, for some football. You have to get a buck on staff. You have a buck player. I've got a buck cause. That's right. You sure do. <laughs> Who's doing a great job from Jacksonville, Arkansas. Ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. He was our uh, featured player of the week last week in yep. pregame. Coach, good luck this week. Thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. That's Nathan Brown, uh, head coach UCA, Bell & Sword shopper.
We'll take a break. And when we come back, Clint Sterner will join us. We'll talk to him about some football. We'll get uh, Eric on if he can sit down for five minutes. Busy day today. Uh, and uh, that's a good thing, right? That's what we like. Uh, we'll take our friends at Guadney Chevrolet are here to help you as well. They're doing the old phone trade-in. That's right. And the older, the better. you got a current phone. It's worth 500 bucks as a down payment allowance. A flip phone, 550 A brick phone, 600 And if you get one of the old vintage bag phones like your grandpa used to use... My grandpa had a bag phone. Oh, yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing. I'm like, wait, we can make a phone call from the car while we're driving? That's amazing. $700 in down payment allowance. Get to it, folks, at Guadney Chevrolet. And if you don't have a phone, you still go out there and get yourself a great vehicle and great selection. They were shopping ahead. They knew that uh, they might need a whole lot of extra vehicles, and they've got a great selection right now. Also, they are desperately working on expanding their pre-owned because they are trying to get dozens and dozens of cars on the lot where you can uh, get into them for under 300 bucks a month. Also, no payments until after New Year's at Guadney Chevrolet. Great offerings on Silverados with 0% with approved credit and 2.9% on 24 Equinox. All at Guadney Chevrolet in Jacksonville. Go by and see our buddies over there and uh, get yourself squared away. We're back after this. Clint Sterner on the other side. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. important is price when buying tires maybe for you it's what drives you to choose your tire store how important is service and what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family owned what if i told you that your local family owned big o tires in conway and cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect from your neighbor right now we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road tires service and straight talk big o tires Willie D's Rock and Roll Piano Bar open every Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Cold drinks and dueling pianos, deep nightclub downstairs hosts karaoke on Tuesdays, and DJs spin on Friday and Saturday nights. Visit WillieD'sPianoBar.com. The end of the year is near, and Guadney is pulling out all the stops to remain Pulaski County's number one Buick GMC dealer. Big pre-owned inventory, and even bigger discounts on new Buicks and GMCs. Even with manufacturer price increases. Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is selling new 2024 models at 2023 prices. You've seen the news. The time to trade is now. Before the current auto industry climate skyrockets used prices and all new inventories depleted. Don't wait. Call Guadney. Five It's the end of the year blowout. Only at Guadney, Buick, GMC, and North Little Rock. Interest rates as low as 0.9%. And get new and pre-owned vehicles with no payments for the rest of the year. Stop by Guadney, Buick, GMC, and register to win a new Hummer. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. 501-945-4444. GuadneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. The vehicle you'd buy if money was no object? Cadillac Escalade. With cash in hand, you'd still wait months to buy an Escalade and probably pay thousands over sticker price. Don't wait to buy your dream car, because you can win one this month from Saracen Casino and or Cadillac. Yes, win a luxurious Cadillac Escalade ESV only at Saracen Casino. Saracen is Little Rock's closest place to play. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. At Eat My Catfish, fall is our favorite time of the year, and football season isn't the only thing making a comeback. Available now, our famous shrimp gumbo and Cajun boudin balls make their return to the menu. Order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a, a midday sports talk show host in Little Rock, Arkansas. We are living the dream every day here on The Zone. Now, let's see what the fellas are up to. No, I'd go from Oh, Arkansas is trying to go from rags to riches this weekend against Alabama, and that is a tough place to do it. That is for sure. Let's head to the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Clint Sterner standing by. Sterner, play action. 
looking pumps. Throws down the middle. Touchdown, Arkansas! Oh, my! Blitz Turner is brought to you by Motorsports Authority. Turner throws, With two great locations and hundreds of vehicles to choose from. Sterner, very confident. Throwing down the middle. Oh, wow, this Clint Sterner is putting on a show. Check them out or visit online at msastore.com. Play fake. Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. Oh. Wide open receiver. It's All right, let's bring uh, Clint Sterner in. Clint, welcome. How are you? Fellas, I'm doing good, man. Hey, you hit the nail on the head there, um, you know, talking about Arkansas having Alabama this weekend, man. I mean, it's, it's one of those deals where when you when you live in the SEC West, if you run the table uh, or even if you lose one game and run the table, you, you, you get the benefit of the doubt because of where you reside. And if you're having an awful season and you're messing the bed, uh, if you do end up beating Alabama, you you know you at least have a feather in the cap of being able to buy yourself a little more time. So there, there's no doubt about it. This is a a monster week for for Arkansas in terms of trying to salvage what what little bits left. Uh, Clint, I think it is when you look at the numbers, pure fantasy to think that Arkansas is going to go to Tuscaloosa this weekend and win. So as long as we're going to play the fantasy game. Give me one of your teammates who would best help this team this week against Alabama. Anybody you played with over your years at Arkansas? Oh wow, man! Um, I, I would have to say <laughs> Anthony spot. Lucas. Okay. I would have to say Anthony Lucas. I mean, I, look, I, I think these guys, they got a couple of guys that can play a little bit, but this receiving core, just not having any big play guys and not having any wiggle whatsoever. Um, the run after catch is just is awful, with the exception of of the Haas kid and maybe a, a couple of times with Armstrong. Um, I, I would I would have to ride with Anthony Lucas. It would have to be one of the top guys, and and it had to be offensive. Um, I would mm-hmm. say Anthony. Okay, I thought you were maybe going Burlesworth. That was my second line. line. That was the other one I was thinking about. Well, I just don't think you know they're so they're 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 further than one offensive lineman away from being. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from, from improving like that. I mean, if they're going to yeah. keep doing what they're, if they're going to keep doing what they're doing and choosing to throw the football on first and ten and choosing to throw yeah. the football on second and five, you better have somebody. You better have somebody like Anthony Lucas on the other end of one and stuff. <laughs> yeah, Clint's like, let me just get a guy I can chuck it to at least if we can't protect anyway. So that'd be fine. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> well, look, I mean, look, look, let's let, let's be let's be fair here. I mean, it, it, there, there's no doubt about it. The offensive line is struggling both in the run game and the pass game. But but I do believe that we've seen enough football now to to lean into schematically what um, you know a lot of what they're being asked to do is clearly outside of of their ability. I mean it's it, the 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 lack of quick game. Everything is play action. Everything it seems like he's holding the football. And, and if you look at the even the TV copy, everybody's ten and twelve yards down the field. They're running deeper concept routes. I mean there is just. It, 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 unless you're throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, which I'm typically a big fan of, if you have the right guys, but unless you're throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage, I mean they just their quick game, um, you know their their timing in rhythm game pass game is just non-existent. I mean it, it's it's I mean I've never you guys know we've talked about this a million times over 20 years of doing radio together, right? Like it, there's no way they don't watch film and go, man, we could have threw a hitch or a slant. Or snag like a five-yard route. We could have we could have thrown that and and told our offensive line, you guys don't even come out of your stand. We're just going to throw. We're, we're just snap the football, stay on side, snap the football, and, and I'm going to throw this hitch out here, and we're going we're going to line up on second and four and do it again. Uh, it, it's just non-existent with this team, and they need it more so than maybe any team that we've watched. It begs to ask. Why aren't they doing it? It doesn't make sense to me when I'm, uh, I'm. They've got a bad offensive line, and they're running deeper routes. And a lot of times, these teams, what I've seen, Clint, is they're they're keeping one deep safety back, bringing the other safety up in the box or, or close to the box. But they're playing deep to take away that deep pass. But it seems like Arkansas's hell bit on trying to throw it. 
Well, Wes, here's what I encourage you and anybody else to do, is if it took four games for these guys to figure out that running the quarterback sneak with a 250-pound quarterback on third and fourth and very, very short, and I'm being honest, I'm not trying to be funny here. I'm just saying if, 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 that, is that, if, that, if that part of football with, with K.J. Jefferson as your quarterback, um, if that part of football is made tenfold more difficult than it should be, then what else is going on from a game plan perspective, from a play calling perspective, from a scheme perspective, that's making it more difficult than it should be. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. for us to sit here and go, man, I just don't understand, especially when the, the, the tush push or whatever the hell they call it in Philly, like, it is the talk of all, in football circles. Like, wow, this is unbelievable, right? If you have those kind of guys, you know, the, that's, that's the way to go. And it's just, when I see things like that, I don't necessarily have to drop the hammer on Dan Enos and Sam Pittman for not, like, the quarterback. I don't get it, but I'm not going to drop the hammer on them. Where my mind goes is, if you make that that difficult, then it's easy for me to come on this show with you guys and go, hey, man, the quick game is non-existent. Hey, man, why is everything play action? Hey, man, why, here's, here's the other deal. By the way, guys, here's the other deal. Why, why does Sam Pittman go on when he, when, he, when he speaks to the media and say, K.J. Jefferson is pressing a little bit. He's got a lot more on his plate this year. If we just protect better, he can have success. Right? We're six games in. That cannot be the answer. Take something off of K.J.'s plate, simplify things, play fast, and know this. Your pass protection is not going to get better. He also said this week he's they got to roll the pocket, and he repeated himself: "Got to roll the pocket." Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, you you the did pocket, that against LSU, and then you stopped. Yeah, yeah. Move, moving the pocket is great with KJ Jefferson. That that would be a, a good idea as well. I just I'm just really concerned at this point with. You know, when I hear when I hear those things coming from Sam Pittman, like if your mind if your mindset watching KJ Jefferson coming into the season, the whole thing was, can he take his game to the next level from the pocket and distribute the football accurately, anticipate, make good decisions, uh, deal with the rush, understand, hey man, I, my offensive line isn't very good. I got, I got to work low to high. I got to get this ball out of my hand very quickly. Can you understand this? We're six games in. And clearly, that's not going to happen. The other question. Can this offense, I had to replace some guys, can this offense protect? We're six games in. They are not going to protect well in obvious passing situations when the quarterback holds the ball. And and so, as I see it, I'm like, that. that's what Sam's saying just cannot be the answer. Like, that can't be the game plan moving forward, or you're not going to win another game. I guess, well, I guess there is a couple on the schedule that you just, you, just, you roll yeah. out of bed, you got a chance. But, um, you know, you're, it's, it's just going to be tough sledding. If the plan is what Sam is saying, and look, I hope what Sam Pittman is doing is blowing smoke and they're going to they're gonna change some things. I hope like hell the plan isn't like, well, man, against Alabama, you know, we, we just yeah. got to protect better. We just got to yeah. protect hey, better, guys, and we can be saving in company. That, that can't be the yeah, We've got to run. Clint, thank you, buddy. Appreciate you and Motorsports Authority. Have a good weekend. All right, boys, be good. By upload rewards, paid participation, and other terms and conditions apply. At your portrayal. Hey, where did you get all that cash? You mean this $750? Yes, that $750. Where did you get all that cash? Since it's October, I went to OctoberCash44.com and got $750. You got $750? Yes. Just go to OctoberCash44.com this month and follow the simple instructions on the site. Once you finish, the $750 is yours.